Right. So we finally caved and we've gone and done ourselves an AEW themed episode. I don't know about uh, you guys, but I've always been on board with AEW. Always been a big fan from the beginning, from before the beginning, even. Always loved you it. Even loved, you, loved, you loved all the factions. That was, that was what turned yeah, you onto it, right? I, absolutely, yeah. Loved. Can't get enough factions, me. Everyone needs to be in a faction. No individuals. Oh, humble pie. Too good, isn't it? It's just, it's, it's, it's fun. Should we do a word association? I haven't done one of those in a while. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking of words to describe just WWE versus AEW right now, and like AEW's fun. It, it is, um, and it's just, it's, it's the the counterculture at the moment to to everything WWE is. It's. And the thing is, it's they are they are competition. There's so much competition, even just outside of these two as well. But if you consider these two the big two now, it's just phenomenal. The amount of talent between them, obviously WWE is going for more that you know it's it's def, it's it's honing on the, on the, the child audience. It's trying to get fans hooked younger, um, and go back to back to those roots, which is fine, you know. And I'm I'm trying to watch WWE through that lens now. I'm not, you know. Unfortunately, we've got to forget, you know, the golden era of NXT, which, let's be honest, was and still probably is the best period of professional wrestling. Certainly the last decade, possibly the last 20 to 30 years, um, to be honest, in terms of in-ring quality anyway, certainly is. Uh, It's up there with the Attitude Era. It's just... AEW is bringing something completely different. It's bringing something that we we love in the ring. It's the stories have got better. The production's got much better over the last twelve months. Much much better. Um, commentary is so much better. Like the announcers, they do such a good job on describing things for new fans, as well as not making it sound tired and old for existing. Hardcore mm-hmm. fans. I'd much rather listen to JR over and over again than Michael Cole. Like, it's just completely different. It, it's yeah. a, it's but it's again, it's it's a they've not been afraid to have a completely different product, which is which is working for them massively. And the the, the good thing is now that there really is there's something for everyone, and that's the main thing. There's legitimately yeah. something for everyone. There's no two, um, no two companies that are that are trying to be too alike. So everyone's a winner. It's awesome. It's is yeah. this is this the best time or the most exciting time to be a wrestling fan? Oh, I don't know about ever. I mean, definitely on a wave. You know, much like you know when New Japan was being watched more in the Omega Okada days like four or five years ago, but at the same time, yeah, NXT was, was really hot. You know, that was a good wave. But you've now, I mean, obviously you could talk about the Attitude Era and, and the, the, the mainstream uh, appeal that had, but then you've got this, uh, you've got a time now where where it's different companies in the United States that are competing for your attention, even though it's not necessarily one or the other. In, in terms of entertainment value, it. It's AEW for me. They're still in that experimental phase. They're getting it figured out. They've got a stacked roster, but they're still trying things out. And for me, that's fun because I like, I at least like to see attempts being made at something new as opposed to the more polished WWE product. Mm-hmm. Uh, case in point, 
the other night, I believe it was Dynamite, right? Uh, where uh, Moxley went up against Suzuki in the main event. And that wasn't the the main storyline. It wasn't like they just kind of had a, a spectacle as the main event. And then the show went off the air. It was just, it was a nice, it wasn't too much, but it was, it just gave the crowd sort of a a, a good uh, climax to the, to the event. So little things like that um, are what's, uh, what's really intriguing me about it right now. Yeah, it is. It is. It, they've got, it's going to be interesting to see how Khan manages it going forward. Cause at some point it's going to, it's going to get to the point where we need more than just new talent appearing, debuts, people crossing over. And then it's, it is, it's this kind of swell of talent in the locker room. And, you know, there's going to come a point surely where the goodwill runs out a little bit and existing talent start to get a bit restless. But, but the good advantage they've got is clearly he has no problems with people going over to other shows. If people want to go to, PWG to New Japan to Ring of Honor to Impact to yeah. to run some stories. Yeah. There's that opportunity for people, so it's just well, it, wonderful. It gives them it gives them opportunities. Like obviously, uh, you can't please everyone, mm-hmm. and um, you know if someone wants to get involved in another story elsewhere a little bit more, it, it gives them somewhere to go and to you know keep their skills polished and keep them on television or keep them at least in people's minds and mouths and then yeah i mean without the feeling of getting relegated i guess like like wwe tend to do is if someone's sent back to nxt i mean i know finn Balor was great and joe and everything but um if someone moved back to nxt this it's still spoken of in the tone of it's a relegation so it's it's when wwe move people around it's it's almost like they're doing it because something's not working whereas with AEW, it's exciting because they're going into other uh territories um so there's there's that kind of a a feel again the territory days yeah oh it's good it's all good all good and they had they had a little bit of an event didn't they They had a little bit of an event recently did old little little aew with their little event so first match actually yeah what was on the pre-show so i didn't have this written down pre-show was so it was orange cassidy chuck taylor uh wheeler and Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus with Marco Stunt versus um, HFO. So it was Matt and Private Party and the Hybrid Two, um, alongside like with the Blade, um, Best Friends and Jurassic Express. One as fun a match as you would expect from from these teams, but certainly from um, Best Friends and Jurassic Express as well. It was. Yeah. It, Love it, them. it was really fun. It was a great warm up, but I was I mean, I was excited from this point because the butcher came back. So we got the return of the butcher. It was a brutal beatdown on Orange Cassidy after after the bell rang. And then all of a sudden, I can't remember uh who was it? Was it Isaiah or maybe Jack Evans? I can't remember, but anyway, one of them got a pair of scissors. And Matt was trying to cut Orange Cassidy's hair. <laughs> um, until a save was made. I think Jurassic Express came back out. There was a save. Oh, no, sorry. The basic, the locker room emptied is what happened. <laughs> like, there ended up being like a 20 versus 20 stir down on the bloody apron. 
Um, the butcher looked like an absolute savage. He looked like an absolute badass, um, which it was just like fucking absolutely buzzing about that. Um, and then there was a stare down with, uh, they, they picked up Orange Cassidy and they held him there and he had a stare down with Matt to, to kind of finish it all off. But it looks like it's angling towards a Matt versus Orange Cassidy, her versus her match Jeez. is what they're going to build up to, which is, I mean, it's ridiculous, but I'm really excited about it because either way, again, there's so much potential with either of those two losing um, yeah. that, that kind of match. And I'm going to, there's something similar as well that I'll bring up a little bit later on in one of the matches that happens later on. But um, yeah, it was a great, like, again, just because a match is on the pre-show, just because it's on the kickoff, doesn't mean that you can't just have shitloads of fun with it and and do and something they with do it and build the, stories with irons. it. Yeah. See, we, sh- we should catch ourselves there. They're not, like, pre-shows is sort of a bad word now, isn't it? Yeah. So they... Uh, yeah, so they rebranded it the the buy in, and yeah, the, as far as what I've watched of AEW, the buy ins are always are always fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, a battle royal is always a, an entertaining um, uh, thing to have on 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 the buy in. But I mean, the the battle royal we got that couldn't have been on the pre show. So this is like one of those like New Japan loaded uh, tag team matches, just with fun and spots, and and yeah. it, it's it doesn't have to be. Uh, anything more than you know getting the crowd involved that way and it's it, it i mean not that chicago needs it but it was a great way to bring the energy in and then um it's it you know it makes it makes the uh it makes it worth showing up for yeah for the actual event and uh that's one thing that um the AEW edges yeah. right now so and i love I, know, I, lo- I love the fact there was that quote from WWE as well talking about have you seen like they've even got children fighting regarding jungle boy really um yeah and they basically said that they've even got kids wrestling in the ring uh talking about jungle boy but you watch him you watch his <laughs> entrance alone and he looks like a fucking star like i'm so ah uh, i just i want i want him to be the one to take the title off kenny like he's just They're one of my favorite acts just unbelievable. Just so so fun, but just great. Just great to watch. Did you see this one, Johnny? Uh, no, the video I saw online did not have to pre-show. All right. Well, we can <laughs> get into the card then. That's all right. That'll save us some time. We'll get into the card. You mean, so, you mean there was a problem with Fight TV and it didn't show you the pre-show? That's not. Oh, that's oh yeah, not yeah, yeah, that's, that, that, that's You might one. want to get onto them because you, you paid your £60 for that pay-per-view yeah uh and 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 <laughs> so you need to get your money's worth that you you spent absolutely you definitely it's, spent. it's definitely not okay to steal from billionaires no. on no, 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 no. to the main show um so i'm gonna i'm gonna start off by saying and again it's the whole i feel like i'm still adjusting to the difference between AEW and wwe Mm-hmm. Obviously, production values and stuff like I, I I really like the stage setup. I like the way everything is structured. But the start of an event like All Out should feel like it has a bit more impact. Like I feel like you know they had some pyro. It kind of started, but it didn't feel it didn't feel as big as it could. Is 
probably mm. one of my only criticisms of the whole night. Like, I think they still can make it bigger without making it feel like WWE. Um, also, just again, honorable mention to the fact that the fact that they started off with the um, with the Brody Lee quote every single time they're on is just it's a nice touch in it. Yeah, it is phenomenal, and it's something that can very easily go under the radar, especially for new new viewers to it and, and people that aren't you know didn't follow Brody Lee on Twitter, basically. Um, but yeah, the whole kind of it's Sunday, you know what that means. Just every time, every time an AEW show starts. I get a little bit emotional. It's such a nice touch, yeah. Yeah, and and that it, that that tells you enough about what kind of company this is. And again, you know, the quotes from Mick Foley this last week just tells you mm. everything you need to know. My only kind of yeah, in, initial initial kind of feedback, no. um, really, just just on how they start for me, be a bit bigger, be a bit ballsier because you can be, and it, it doesn't mean that you're being, you know, you're being too much like the competition. Um, right, right. You should be. You're a. You're one of the big two now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe in time, maybe time they'll go overboard with the fireworks. I don't know. Uh, maybe they are trying to counteract the uh, um, the over the top fireworks and LED boards of you know. True. True. Uh, WWE by yeah. by going for their old uh, nice classic entrance way with people coming through uh, cir- you know, small circular entrance ways. Mm-hmm. Kind of did that. W did that back in the day a little bit because you get a big stage and a little stage feel out of it at the same time. Um, but anyway, the so they started off the night with very hard hitting match um, between Miro, formerly Rusev, uh, against uh, Eddie Kingston, longtime indie guy, been given a big stage, and uh, yeah, gave it thirteen minutes. Uh, Miro retained. I really think he's found his 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 spot now. He didn't when he first came into AEW as like the best man. Yeah, I mean, he's a little too gimmicky because he was someone's best man, and then he's the best man, and it, it so it was a little comical. But now he's just a beast. Like this is the Rusev we've we should have got. Um, yeah, years ago in WWE. Yeah, and good, I think, good opener. I think he's still he's still got more potential to fulfill as well as the champ. He can still do more with that belt. Definitely. He's going for that world belt one day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm not. I, I still struggle with Eddie Kingston for some reason, and I know he's got like such a passionate fan base, and people really love him. And the stuff that he had with Moxley, um, was it last year? Um, you know, obviously, like people loved his promos and stuff, but I, there's just something not quite clicking with me yet with Eddie Kingston. I'm not. I'm not fully sold. So I was quite happy to see Miro retain. Although it's not over, is it? Let's face it. These these two are going to go for round two, surely. Yeah, they can go again. Yeah. What do you think, Johnny? Johnny, thoughts on Miro and uh, Kingston? Yeah, I'm uh, quite pleasantly surprised. I thought it was a good, solid match, to be honest. Hard hitting. Um, yeah, I kind of see both your points in terms of Miro and Eddie Kingston. Yeah, he, he started. Yeah, Miro started off gimmicky. Right? They were playing on idea of because he, he was streaming a lot, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. After being released by WWE, and he were playing on that with like game matches, and then he had like a lot of arcade games. 
around the ring for a match once. I think that's just a bit. I thought that was a bit of a, a cheap move. Um, he still comes across to me as like potentials the word because it's like when he's, he's speaking, his promos aren't still as strong. I don't think. I think mm. uh, so. I'm I'm just waiting for him to just kind of get a bit more confidence. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and the same with Kingston because I remember seeing all some like all promos he did like Impact and stuff. And they were coming across decent. They were like shoots at other people, um, and he he do good ones. And then, but there's, then there's always that one. It's just like it felt like cheap digs. I know he did one uh, aiming at WWE, mm-hmm. didn't he? And I remember Wally uh, Ray came out and said, like he wasn't a fan of that because it's like oh, you don't need to do that. That's just a cheap shot. Um, yeah, everyone loves the jabs, don't they? Mm. Yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of. I'm always, I'm always skeptical of them because it's like, it's like WWE could do that and take digs, but they don't. I don't know if it's the, they're telling them not to do it, but then just AEW like, okay, yeah, let's just go after them. Uh, yeah. I think yeah, I think from WWE's point of view, their um, um, their thinking is that if you're not talking about any competition, you're not even mentioning them, then it shows you're not even thinking about them in a, in a way that I kind of uh, pisses some people off more. Mm-hmm. The fact that they don't really do the jabs, um, or maybe they do it a little more subtly. And Roman Reigns on on SmackDown was like like New York. City is the best for sports entertainment, something like that. So I think we might, might have to keep an eye on it. But the mentions of pro wrestling versus sports entertainment, yeah, you know, I think it. You know, this might be a case of Rolling Stones and, and Beatles. It's like those those guys talked mm-hmm. secretly behind the scenes and was like, "How can we make more money together?" They ended up like releasing their albums on separate dates because they thought it like the competition of it would be better. So I wonder how much of it is, you know, AEW and WWE know that uh, and I just assume that assume that the war is good for for everyone, really. But, um, yeah. So you had John Moxley versus Satoshi Kojima. Now, a little bit before my time, even like with me watching New Japan, I'm very, only in the last five years for New Japan, but let me read some couple of stats from Kojima. So he's a former... Two-time IWGP heavyweight champ. He won the tag team championship seven times. He won the never openweight six-man titles two times. Each time Ricochet was on his team. Uh, so can I just say? I mean, comes with a reputation. This man is fifty years old. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Absol- absolutely ridiculous. Like, I mean. Just mental, mind blowing. Like, I mean, the the shape he's in was good enough, but the kind of match he had, it just uh, brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah, un- it was just what unreal. it needed to be. It was a good, it was a good old New Japan match, and I think that's what. See, this is a good lane for Moxley to be in for for a while. Um, so obviously, there's like you know certain forbidden doors. I don't think there's one forbidden door. I think there's there's ones to each company to each. You know, there's there's multiple portals, and, and mm-hmm. right now Moxley seems to be 
you know, inviting uh, inviting the dragons in from New Japan to to come and play in his yard, and they're having good good old rough New Japan style matches, and yep. obviously with Moxley winning the uh, GCW belt a few days before from Zack Ryder Cardona, who unbelievable his gimmick was cut too short down there. Yeah, but but Moxley's definitely going for the the rough uh, the rough stuff um, currently, and. Um, and and, yeah, and and apparently for me. apparently it's not a fleeting thing with GCW and Mox either and um and his old mate. There's there's been talk about it running for quite some months, possibly into next year. I'm for it. Um I'm for it. So two two doors he's opening. Yeah, oh yeah. The, Mox. Oh just open all the doors. Get them all open. Yeah. I like that he's the, the new Japan connoisseur of the company. Or or at least one of them. Yeah. Probably the main one. Uh, yeah, yeah, good match for me. That very good match. The ending blew my goddamn tiny mind. Especially, I don't, I don't have the most knowledge about New Japan. I probably know the bigger names mm-hmm. in there, and obviously, like you know, Bullet Club time and that that kind of stuff. Peak Bullet Club. Um, I knew a little bit. Um, I knew of um Kojima. But I I don't think I'd ever really seen a great deal. Um, again, I knew the whole you know I knew his lariat is is feared worldwide. Um, yep. But as soon as I heard that music hit, I knew what was coming. How much do you know about Minoru Suzuki? I I know. I've seen him live. He's a fucking beast. This is the thing. So again, amount of matches I've seen of his relatively limited. But his his reputation and just I just it was it was almost like ingrained in my psyche. I was like, I know fucking exactly who that is. It's Suzuki. Holy shit. This is gonna be unreal. Like and in my head straight away, I was like, when when so what's the next full gear? So God, that's like months away. Like, are they, is it gonna be a full gear thing? They gave it us for free on dynamite. But oh the the him coming to the ring, the crowd singing to his music, the face-off, they're just, ah, oh, so good. He is Japan's haku. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I say yeah, haku. yeah. Double hard bastard. Is that yeah. what you mean? So, AW Dark, apparently, Eddie Kingston, after the match on Dynamite, where Suzuki had six stitches on his eye, um, also, if, if you ever you ever thinking, yeah, but is he that hard? The guy's eyelid got cut open, and he just wiped the blood. He like took a look at his hand, saw the blood, and then wiped it all over his face. They're just <laughs> headbutting each other. Yeah, um, it's fucking wild. But apparently, yeah, so on social media, uh, Suzuki and Lance Archer um, issued a challenge to or made a threat to Moxa, saying it wasn't over. So on AW Dark, Eddie Kingston has come out. And challenged them both to a tag match, um, at which point Lance Archer's attacked attacked Kingston. So it looks like we're going to be getting Kingston and Mox versus Archer and Suzuki. That would be brutal. <laughs> <laughs> brutal is the word that comes to mind. Stiff <laughs> as fuck. That is going to be oh. harsh on the bodies of those four men. I wanted to hear from you, Johnny. Moxley versus Ambrose. Like, obviously, 
we're, we're all, I mean, we're all predominantly WWE guys, but I didn't see much of Mox on the Indies, really. Definitely wasn't watching it back then, but I can't, you can't go back to Dean Ambrose after this, ever. No. Even if you were to go back to WWE. Yeah, I mean, I, I was like, you had to, I heard a little bit about Moxley before WWE, but it's one that knows he, wherever he was. I mean, Dean Ambrose was top notch what he was doing in WWE. But yeah, you just look at what John Moxley is. It's like, that's like his true self. Yeah. And he's like selling it, and everyone is loving it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when you can't compare him anymore. It's like we we have his final form. That's it. That's what we're getting. He's a, yeah. He's evolved into this. Like yeah. Like yeah. the the thing that I've always struggled with with certainly with Ambrose and I still do it to an extent with with Moxley. I ne- I never bought into him as Ambrose because he he always looked lazy in the ring. Like his style. Do you know what I mean? How relaxed he is, and because he didn't have that. It felt like he never had that element. He never had that hardcore edge to him in WWE or enough of it to to make up for that. Now he's in his his perfect environment. You're absolutely right. He, I'm buying in. The more I see him, the more I'm buying into him because obviously he's he's allowed to be slightly more hard style and strong style rather. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's 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 more on the line, so you can forgive him for. For not being the athlete, um, although he's absolutely slowly getting that, getting that dad bod. Needs to eat one or two less sandwiches. Um, says me, uh, absolutely fucking no room to talk whatsoever. But um, yeah, it's 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 weird because it, again, it's not. You look at the athleticism of of wrestlers just from whatever sh- whatever company they're at. And and you, you get you get you build up an opinion of you know what a wrestler should be, don't you? And Ambrose again, he's you know he's he's the modern he's today's era is Austin, isn't he really? Um, yeah. But but in his own he's in his natural environment. There's a little bit of Mick Foley in there too, and WWE never never really let him show that. Um, so and it's you know a shame because at one point we thought we were going to see him try and chainsaw Brock Lesnar in half, but obviously that that was never going to happen. Um. So yeah, I'm buying buying into it a, a lot more. But no, you, you're in on the mocks. Getting in on the mocks, but you're absolutely right, Johnny. In in everything you say, it's it's interesting to to see that that transformation. Yeah, I thought it's funny when you said about like being lazy. It was what's that movie always said? You know, when he gets hit, but then when he, he yeah. rolls back, he bounces off. The yeah, yeah, yeah. When he first started doing that, that was like dead quick. Yeah. And like he bounced back quick and win the clothesline. Mm-hmm. And just as you went on and on and on, it's like you get hit and then it's it's almost like a Batista delayed, re- delayed reaction. Yeah. He walks behind him, it's like slow back into the ropes and then clothesline, it just uh, it got yeah. it got a bit yeah. lazy. You're not seeing him do that anymore. No. Ambrose Ambrose walks through a match. He doesn't sprint. And that's 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 what makes him perfect for the New Japan guys. Yep. Um right. Fourth match. The women's belt. Um, this women's division is fucking great to watch, <laughs> and 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 you don't feel like there's anyone else who should be the belt holder. 
right now. This, this, I mean, almost from the off, this this gimmick was the most intriguing for me, at least from what I've seen in AEW. I mean, and there's there's a there's a great variety uh, in the women's division there, but the one who should be on top is just, yeah, the most savage, the 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 most that gets the most out, reaction out of the crowd, and uh, yeah, just a brilliant match here. Friggin' Chris Statlander tried a four fifty at one point. There was lots of yeah. You know, lots, lots of good athletic spots um, mixed with sort of the the brutal nature of of uh, Britt Baker matches. So, just it, it kept that crowd going. I think it was um, pretty much it got the crowd more excited about the in ring stuff uh, as opposed to the more hard hitting matches from the first two. So this was a good a good. Uh, Good way to bring the crowd in for what would be the next match. But we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, top marks for this one again. Yeah, and a great bit of trolling from Britt with the uh, Pittsburgh Sunrise foreshadowing the events later on in the evening. Uh Love it. Yeah, Just boss match. It was. Mandible Claw finish, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. It was excellent. They're really, they're, they're really going for it. See, I, you you have to wonder what kind of see some people's criticism I've, I've seen of, of women's wrestling. For the most part, they're not as hard hitting as the men in a lot of matches, and I feel like people put them in that lens of wanting to do brutal spots all the time. But it's it's its own thing, and. Uh, I just, yeah, I don't know. AEW just seemed to have, or at least the Britt Baker matches just seemed to have that that great balance. Not too soft, but not too hard. It's just, yeah, good balance for me anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think my point, I think the way I see it, yeah, like I don't I don't have to see the hard-hitting moves in a women's match, but I, this one in particular, it had what I want to see more of in WWE's women's matches because in WWE, everything just kind of looks a bit cautious. I think the way they run up, like off the ropes and go into moves, it just it feels like the the holding back of it. And like this match, I think the only thing I can compare this to similarly is um, uh, Bianca and Sasha at WrestleMania, because that match I felt was played out well. It was a good wrestling match. Mm-hmm. This yep. was too because they were just. It was so put together. The moves were so clean. They weren't holding back. It had, it had. It literally is what I want to see. Yeah. In a women's match, it just it needs that more excitement, and it got the crowd involved. So they did. They did everything right for me. Yeah, it was boss. Right. Uh, then. Crowd really got into it. Good we, Lord. We had 22 <laughs> minutes and five seconds of the Lucha Bros challenging the douchiest young bucks you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. Fucking loving it. They are doing, they're doing a drip war with Seth Rollins across company. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> it's, yeah. Like Kenny Omega's got Triple H vibes, you know, when he had the handlebars. It's yeah. just, it's brilliant. Like, it's what they needed to keep them. Relevant because because you know we we we'd had the 
the high-flying baby-faced young bucks early on. So now they needed a bit of a character flip, and, and this was great. Yeah. And and to finally crown Lucha Bros as champions in against this version of the Young Bucks just felt um, like a really good crowd pleaser. Yeah. Um, and and God, what do you say about the in-ring stuff? Just constant, non, just non-stop, non-stop spot fest. And that's not a a lot of people take that as a as a bit of a diss to to call it, you know, a spot fest. It really isn't. Like it was just like it was twenty two minutes of just sheer thrills of just absolute fucking ridiculousness. It's the first thing I went back and watched the second time just because I was like, the Lucha Brothers don't miss, do they? Oh, they just don't. Ever. And, and the Young Bucks are probably the best heels in wrestling right now because I. It's funny you should you should mention Triple H because obviously late nineties, early two thousands. Like as a kid. I hated Triple H. Just absolutely hated him. Like, did not like the guy. Didn't like anything about him. Just pure sheer dislike. And I, I'm not going to lie, I I don't like the Young Bucks. Like, I don't like... There's elements of their matches that I don't like. The, you know, the the, the killing of the super kick, the, the, mm. the kind of having to do a finish three four five six seven times in a match like but it cemented them as their characters as heels you know and and just yeah. just the gobshitiness of them as well <laughs> it's just it is it's fantastic they are i don't like them because they're brilliant because they're brilliant at their job like yeah. they're, they're they're over as fuck with me because the I hate them. I hate them so bad, and I was so I was so happy that uh, Lucha Brothers, that Penta and Ray got the win. Proper took me back to being a kid. This match, loved every the second spot, of it. The, the spot where they had the uh, the tax, yeah, on uh, on Matt Jackson's shoe was brilliant, and the fact that they uh, they love their Air Jordan shoes, yeah. But it's it's not that Air Jordans are a bad shoe at all. Obviously, they're the best. They're the daddy. But the fact that they're wearing them and they have different Jordans each week kind of makes them look that more show-offy and douchey. And it's just yeah. little things again, little things again. Buy, buying um, them on the resale sites for three times the price. Jesus, just like ultimate merch sellers, supreme merch sellers. So Johnny, good. how much do you know about Lucha Bros and Young Bucks? I didn't know much from Lucha Brothers pre-AEW. Uh, and yeah, I'm kind of on the side of when I, yeah, I too kind of just hate the young ones. It's just, oh, when you see that, just the smug faces in the picture, it's like the pout and the white like, fucking, oh, that annoys me. I'm like, fuck off. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. You want him to get beat. You do. Yeah, that's, it's exactly that. Yeah, it's like, oh, you hate that the, they are good at what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I give them that. Yeah, yeah the, the really. absolute best. And then, mm. so on to an early point. Um, I don't know if you saw the the post event press conference, the the scrum, the media scrum. Um, a little bit. And the Lucha Brothers, um, were on it, and they got asked a few questions. And one thing that I think it was Ray Phoenix said that what they'd really love is at some point in the future, maybe you know next year or down in a few years down the line, they want a third match with the Young Bucks, and they'd really love to do a classic 
luchador mask versus her match. Ooh. Which I was just like, oh, do it now. Do it tomorrow. Let's just, let's go. I so in for that. So in for I that. the Young Bucks bored. Oh, my God. Oh, it'd be so good. <laughs> it'd be oh, so just, good. Just as a special, like, the thing that's so good about Lucha Bros, which are oh, they're in a three-way team with Pac. Yeah. Um, which is friggin' epic. Death but, Triangle. Uh, death Triangle. So Phoenix, um, it is a death triangle. So they they can they can work tag matches, but like if you see any like Phoenix um, and Penta, like singles matches, yeah, like they carry those too. And yeah. unbelievable in ring work, unbelievable, just just phenomenal, phenomenal workers, great oh, workers. So, so not not a miss yet with these matches. So next was the twenty one woman casino battle royale. Oh, 21. I get it. Uh, for a shot at the at Britt Baker's title. God, so much talk about here. But I feel, I feel like we just we. I mean, obviously, like like I said, there's there's um there's a plethora of different characters in the, in that division. Ones that stand out to me: Nyla Rose and Thunder Rosa. Both of those right stand out to me. Hikaru Shida was champ before Britt, wasn't she? Riho yeah. Riho was the first champ. Then it was Nyla. And then Sheeda had it for like over a year, was it? Yeah, over a year. Brits um, the fourth. Yep. Johnny, what do you think of the Casino Battle Royale? Just as a as a match, as a twist on the Rumble, the classic Battle Royale format. <laughs> what do you think of it? Yeah, um, yeah. To be honest, like I didn't know what the concept was beforehand. So, like when I was watching okay. this before. Okay, there's a there's a countdown. Okay, right. Oh, then they reveal like a suit. Yeah, <laughs> a card. Um, it's like oh, someone's coming out, and then I just hear, Mister Roberts says, and this person's like, what? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> so like, three people come out. I was like, oh, okay, this this is how we're doing things. Yeah, it, uh, it's it's one of those. It's like it has to. It's a twist on it. It kind of has to be something different because they want to do something new. Yeah, and different. So I take it like. As that, it's it's their own thing. Yeah, it's it's a unique way of looking at it. It is, it is, and I, I, I like that. I, I, I like, I like the thought of it. It, it's just, it's such a hard thing to get right when you've got five women hitting the ring at the same time, in it. Like, and then, but one thing that was impressive, and apparently, I think um, Tony Khan actually booked this. He like produced this match himself, but. There was a lot of stories running through it, so there was a lot of rivalries that, like one thing that's frustrating in the Rumble is that they don't focus enough anymore on individual rivalries, you know, within the match. But he he clearly cares enough, and he he tries to kind of weave all those stories in, in together and um, with it. But it is, it feels like a great idea. It just feels like it needs tweaking here and there, ever so slightly, just. Just, just to make it land, you know, a little better. Even if they, you know, announce the, do you have to bring all five in at the same time? Do you know what I mean? Do you have, do you announce the suit and then have them run in at thirty second intervals or twenty second intervals? You know, just to pace them out a little bit, maybe, because then everyone gets a moment, don't they, when they hit the ring and they land a move or whatever, or um, 
yeah, it's an interesting one, but uh, yeah. And then we got the debut mm-hmm. after long teasing it on social media with all those um, oh, incredibly yeah. expensive looking videos. Mm-hmm. Bloody Ruby Soho. <laughs> so happy. Yep. So happy. Mm. What a pop as well. Yeah. They just ate it up. Didn't oh, they? I hope she, hope she gets a good treatment over there. Well, she's already started off better. She's got she's mm. got a, a title <laughs> shot in the bag. Um, yeah. Looks like she might be partnering up with Thunder Rosa as well, and um, Chris mm. Statlander, which is again great. You know, faces together um, against kind of Brits Brits Army with her and Jamie Hater and Rebel. So feels good. Feels good. Mm. <laughs> it's, yep. It was um absolutely awesome. Awesome mm. debut. And the crowd was so behind it. It was like I said before, you know, that music hit and everyone in that place knew what that song was. Before yeah. a name appeared, before we saw her face, you know, before anything appeared on the screen. Mm. Music hit. Rancid. Yes, we're on. We're on. Yep. So good. And then mm. Chris Jericho, MJF. You know what? This is the longest. We've, we've been craving long-term storytelling, right? And these two have proved that you can do a storyline that's, what well, had to have been like 18 months up to this point. Something like that. It's got to be something like that, hasn't it? Yeah, they, they started off, um, geez, I don't even know the, the whole timeline of it. They, they both had, so Jericho had his inner circle. And then MJF, uh, that was when Inner Circle were heels. And then MJF uh, teased joining mm-hmm. and had to prove himself. Uh, then he did uh, and got into the Inner Circle. Then there were tensions. You got the feeling he yeah. was uh, uh, kind of disrupting the group and destroying it from within. Turns out that's what he was trying to do. And then he formed Pinnacle with uh, FTR, Fuck the Revival. Yeah. Um, and um, and then it just started a big faction war, which went over various pay per views. Um, and then it kind of uh, the the group war kind of fizzled out a bit, but the animosity between um, Jericho and MGF stayed, and that just it it had so many twists and turns, and it was just like beautiful storytelling. Yeah, again, and- like WWE have not done anything like that in a. In a good while. No, and just when you ever, just when you thought it was over with MJF pushing Jericho off the top of the cage, um, and you thought that was it, surely that's it, kind of done. They've brought it back, and to be fair, they've made it. You know, the the um the trials of Jericho were were great. You know, they were really enjoyable. My only my only criticism of those was it it kind of felt like they peaked at number two, like you got. Gage coming in, you had that match, mm-hmm. and then oh, and then um, Hooven, you got the juice back, so you got Hooven sued in, mm-hmm. and that was a great callback. But then the last two, it felt like you'd you'd already peaked with it. Yeah, who were the last two now? One was War- Wardlow. It was Wardlow, oh. and then it was MJF, but he couldn't. He didn't have his music, did he? And right. wasn't there something else? Could he not? Could he not do? He couldn't have his music. Couldn't use his his, his finisher. Yeah, couldn't use his finish. 
Um, and again, that okay. could my only criticism of this whole thing is could that last match not have been this match? Could the could the last trial of Jericho not have been MJF at All Out for the for his career? No music because the crowd singing could have done. Could have done. The, the crowd singing Judas would have been a phenomenal mm-hmm. moment. It was a phenomenal moment anyway, but at All Out, it just would have elevated the night even more. Yeah, and it would have made it like like they go on about MJF beating him three times before this. They could have had. I mean, I guess this this would this would have been the third and final of a trilogy, and trilogies are great. This was the fourth match between them. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it could have been. Uh, yeah, I guess that's a little tweak. But but, but, um, but again, a, a tweak to to something that, to be honest, was probably really just as good without it. Yeah, it was it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. So so as the match went on, we got uh, um, we had MJF. We thought MJF was going to win. Uh, Jericho got his foot on the ropes, but uh, uh, referee counted the pin, and uh, and MJF's music hit, and it was kind of like um, like crowd kind of went dead a little bit, saying that's it, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, if they'd have left it there, then then you know Jericho, I guess, could have taken a break, and then they would have brought him back on a technicality after a while. But they 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 didn't. They went for the uh, the old classic. Referee restarts the match, which again is is good when it's done right. Um, it's a nice little um, nice little detail there. So they restarted yep. the match, went on for a little bit more, and then we got the really satisfying um, uh, submission by MGF and just capped off a really great long term story. Mm-hmm. So loved it. Yeah, loved it. And next you got Chicago's favorite CM Punk. And uh, versus Darby Allen, obviously, I think it's going to take a while to, you know, get CM Punk into some like a meaningful, meaty storyline. I think right now is is a good uh, as he's just back in, you know, pro wrestling, going through, um, you know, a bunch of guys, a bunch of young, hungry guys, and picking up the pace again and getting used to the the in ring competitiveness again. This was a good uh, a good start for him. Um, I don't necessarily agree with the result. What? Um, There's no way he was going to lose. I know, I know. So no, shut up. But I'd have gone for a bit of a ring rust storyline, and and uh, you know, had you know Darby getting with a cheeky roll up, and and then go with a story that oh, Punk's not um not up to scratch anymore. He's getting some more L's, and but no, it was nice. It was it was good. So. so the, the thing that threw me with this match and it was a hot topic of debate on the night was the attire. The tights threw me as I think it did quite a lot of people because it, it almost didn't look like CM Punk. Um, it's a new... And and I won't, yeah. I won't lie, like, the, the uh, on first view, on first view, it was a good match. It was kind of a more of a, a classic feel to it um kind of match but i wasn't overly sold um on it i thought i thought most of the matches that came before it were better watching it again it was so much fucking better the second time round like just enjoying it um later on was just 
it was absolutely phenomenal. Like, and, and it, it was exactly everything that it should have been. It was Darby doing most of the work. Yeah, it, yeah. it was. It was Punk um, just being an absolute fucking solid vet. Um, clearly, is really good. The storytelling in it was was phenomenal, and you'd expect nothing less from from Punk all the way through it. Um, constantly, tr- you know, being caught out, um, doing the GTS, and Darby folding. You know, just doing it in the wrong position and Darby folding mm-hmm. through the ropes and going outside the ring. Those yeah. little elements that were threaded through it, it was it was absolutely class. It was really, really good. Um yeah, I I loved it. And I just I mean, I'm 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 along for the ride, totally. I loved what followed on Dynamite with uh, with Taz and the um team FTW stuff i'm looking forward to that now he's just give me cm punk versus taz on the mic all day long yeah. i'm so into that but yeah i just i want i i agree with taz i'm happy of the i'm I'm fed up of the happy to be here bullshit now time to move on i want it? yeah i want some edge to uh to my cm punk but um all smiles is is, is gonna get old um i think relatively quickly but yeah this, this was a this was a great match Right, let's uh, we move on. Let's go around and name your who you want to see Punk face. You know, in his first big significant feud. I think I think for now he's gonna you know kind of put on some exhibition matches with people. But when once you really get into it, what really good like meaty storyline of person would you like to see him go against? Um, I mean, I want to see him and Brian. Sorry. Danielson, that's the biggie for me. Okay, is to see, and and one of them turn, you know, one of them heal it up. I don't want to see. The thing is, I don't want to see it too soon. Give Punk MJF next. Give him whoever. I want to see him go against everyone at some point. But the 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 thing I am most looking forward to is Punk versus Danielson for the gold. Yeah. At a big event, at a big show, and for them both just to be like, "Fucking, we're here! Look at all the things that we've done since we've been here." No doubt, hopefully, Danielson will have been to probably Japan by that point. Punk might have dipped back into Ring of Honor. Who knows? That that's the one for me. For me, I'm a little torn. I definitely want to see some some Jericho stuff. I don't know how how long, much longer Jericho wants to do it, but they could definitely get into some good. Good gritty stuff, good the verbal exchanges. I'd love to see Punk at some point put MJF over, because MJF, uh, you know, he needs a big, uh, a big win in a feud to, to come out on top if he's going to be propelled, like like a like I think the the planning. So uh, yeah, maybe MJF Punk down the line would be great. Johnny, what say you? Uh, I was trying to think, but um, I'd probably say Adam Cole. I think that's that's a great story, yeah. That yeah, was, ooh, I, yes. I, yeah, I, I don't good. want it to involve like the OE so much. I think just them two on their own, with like yeah. in the ring on the mic. I think that's got potential there. Right then, we uh, in true wrestling style, we got our piss break match <laughs> for the main event. How dare you? How dare you, sir? <laughs> the best match of the night. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a uh, no. It, do you know what? It was. It wasn't a piss break match, but it was it was a 
it was a fun let up match before the before the uh, excitement of the main event. It's it's a buffet really, and and this storyline, as far as I know, while not in the in the spotlight, you know, it, it at least uh, got people hungry for it. I think it was great where it was placed on the card. It got you know only three minutes, but who you know, good to see Mr. Paul White back in the ring, still doing it. He looks ready for that Shaq match. Tell you, oh yeah, been waiting for that. Been waiting for that. But yeah, we got a we got a nice choke slam and a win. So so a fun a fun Paul White match. Um, yeah, bring it on. It's yeah, it, it was exactly that. It was fun. Um, I I really enjoyed the Billy Gunn. <laughs> Who'd have thought Billy Gunn turning on Big Show would be such big news in 2021? What is going on? Yeah, it was it was fine. It was fine. Enjoyed it. Don't know, Johnny, do you like seeing Big Show, Paul White back? Has he got one last run in him? Uh, yeah, it was... I don't feel like overly excited. I mean, Big Show is... Well, Paul White is what he is, I think. Yeah. It's a spectacle. Um, yeah. He's, he's, he's a spectacle attraction. Yeah, um, it's, it's good. Good to see. It's good. It's good. <laughs> and then... Onto the main event. So we had Kenny Omega um, against Christian Cage for the AEW title. Done a few weeks after they wrestled um, for free on Dynamite for the Impact title. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Do you reckon that was the right decision? Did it? Did it take any excitement out of this match for you? It. It added a bit more for me because. Him losing the Impact title showed it, you know, it was a chink in the armor. It was, oh, you know, he's not invincible. He's not going to be adding any more belts to the collection. Is he going to start losing him? I wish he'd lost to Andrade in the AAA. I really wish he'd given Mm. up that belt as well. Because if that had happened, I would have been convinced that Christian was going to win. Um, Him holding on to that belt kind of made me think, all right, so maybe this is going to swing Kenny's way. But it... It did. It add. It did. It did the job. It added enough doubt that I was thinking. Well, you never know. You never know. Um, you know, surely this. If, if it would have still been Hangman in this match, surely it would have been his moment. But you know, that never happened. Yeah. I, I still. One I, reason I, or another. Yeah. Well, he, he's another guy I really like. Hangman. Yeah. He's he's busy being a daddy, um, which you can't blame him for at all. But yeah, I was. I was just thinking. Is is he still going to be the one to to dethrone him? You know, when he eventually comes back, who knows? Who knows? Depends. It depends. It depends what what storyline they can they can get him into. Yeah, time might have passed. Um, you know, new players have entered the game, so it's just it's 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 one of those things. It's got to be significant. You can't decide on who beats Omega now. You've you've got to see where the where the um, the dial is. Yeah. Where the uh, you know where what the fans are behind at the time, Big. you know you've you've got Bray Wyatt who might be imminent. Mm. Uh, so it just it just what's what there is going on at the time. Daniel Bryan would would be great. Um, could it be could it be Daniel Dian? Could it be Daniel Dianson? Brian Brian Danielson. Um, could it be Adam Cole? Because I hope not. Because you know Johnny pointed it out before. You know he's he, talk about the he, he said after he said yeah. big things about um 
about the young bucks. He has complimented Kenny. He's not. He's not really referenced the Good Brothers though. There, there's some tensions. I noticed that. There's some tensions I'm... within this group. Could, could Adam Cole and the Young Bucks form a splinter group? And you know, there is a there is another contract expiring in January. I don't know if you know this. Mount Rushmore. But how are we on the precipice of Mount Rushmore? If you're Kevin Owens, you you've oh, got to be off. Oh, it's so not good. Signing. It's no way. It's so good. How can you not love this shit? How can you just eat all this up? It's so fucking good. Um, yeah, I jumped ahead a little bit there, but oh, just yeah, this match was great. The finish was great, but the everything that came after that was absolutely fucking phenomenal. Yeah. So we got the we got the win from Kenny. Great great match again. Um, one winged angel off the top, which I winced at. I was like, oh, Christian in your neck. Oh, my God. But, but I mean, who am yeah. I? You, you don't doubt Omega. Like, no. He's, you're safe with him, even though he makes it look fucking rough. Yeah. And, and, but, and, uh, and yeah. bear in mind, up until this point, so we had the return of the Butcher on the pre-show. Mm-hmm. We had Suzuki appearing. Mm-hmm. We had Ruby Soho debuting. So, at this point, we had three surprises. Also, obviously, we had Lucha Brothers win the belts, but, you know, in terms of debuts, returns, we had three surprises up until this point. So then we got the uh, the beatdown of Christian happening and yeah. the Lucha, uh, sorry, the uh, Jurassic Express came out um, for the save, but they were beaten down. Uh, and then we get a, a promo, a good promo from Kenny Omega mm-hmm. saying all, all the people that could um, beat him are either not here, what was the second one? Already retired. Um, already retired and uh, or are dead, which at first seemed a bit dark, but then you realize that he's referencing, you know, those those in on being the elite yeah. will know that the guy who came out next has been dead for four years and he comes out to Wicked Music. Oh, I think he must so have got good. CFOs to do it because it, it had that Undisputed Era sort of I feel don't, to it. I don't think it is. Um, it's not. It sounds like but, it. But, but it really does, and I'm so happy about it that. He's in. finally got some decent music again. Yeah, so he so he comes out. They tease that he's going to take on Kenny next. He's the next person. Um, but then, obviously, he, he gives a super kick to Jungle Boy, which would be a good uh, good feud, that. And then he, he joins the Elite, which is good for me. It adds a great dynamic to it. He can act douchey in his own right, but he's sort of a leather jacket wearing bad boy of the group obviously going to wear some jordans as well he's wearing them on on his debut here so that could have been a, a little hint there but great addition to the group yeah um having having lost the tag titles um then the elite you know go and score uh, a great new addition so uh looking forward to what's coming with elite slash bullet club as the door opens a bit more you know, Will Gallows and Anderson go back to Bullet Club, Maine. Um, mm-hmm. And then it's just, yeah, there's so much to come from that. But that wasn't even it. That wasn't because, even it. Because then we got Flight, Brian Flight Danielson. Of the motherfucking Valkyries. It had to be that, didn't it? It had to. It had to be. Thank God you, for music that's in the public domain. 
Yeah, it's and it's it's those subtleties, isn't it? It's the little things. Yeah, you know, if if we'd have got music that uh, was completely new and generic, then you wouldn't know who it was until he came out. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I don't necessarily. I mean, they they they're a hit and miss. I mean, obviously, when AJ Styles debuted in WWE, no one knew what that music was until you got a graphic on the screen, and that can work. But it's it's like the music that was similar to his WWE run has just played in AEW. So it's it's like just yeah, like I said, those little subtleties yeah. again. Have you? It was perfect. Have you listened to Danielson's music as well? Have you heard what the chorus line is in it? No, no. You're gonna get your fucking head kicked in. <laughs> that's what the sung line. You know when when the bass kicks in, that's the repetition through it. Oh my god, so good! I'm gonna go listen to that. There's layers, brilliant. There's layers upon layers, and it is all oh. glorious. Oh. what do you reckon of all that, Johnny? God, I would be worried if I was in WWE right now. This <laughs> is just yeah, it's it's been just a good period for AEW having. The guys slam. that are coming now, I think it's just it's it's up their game, and it's like you you don't know when it's going to stop. It's hard to see, yeah. Because I think yeah, I think with Punkin, Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, you've got strong people in the ring and on the mic, and I think that's great. I think the the promos for me is still missing with certain people. I think there's, it's not very clean, not very organized but now you've got these these guys coming in mm-hmm. i think yeah it's just it's it's going from strength to strength so uh i'm i'm excited about aw that's something <laughs> I, uh, they're, they're, they're almost converting me adam cole was massive for me mm. just because he was in nxt what a month ago and um yeah i kind of saw it coming too i like i had this feeling like they were being too too full on with the Daniel Bryan going to debut and you kind of knew he was. So then when Adam Cole comes out, you're swerved. I, like I kind of felt a swerve coming, but then I, after Adam Cole, see, they got me back in again because then Daniel Bryan did come out. Sorry, Brian Danielson. And so it was like a double swerve. Just, yeah. all great pacing throughout the, the show. Just the right amount of excitement. The, the debuts leave you with excitement going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you've got to, and... you've got to look at that generation of NXT stars now. So we've already mentioned about Owens. His contract is up apparently in January, and he's already teased um, reforming the um, Mount Rushmore faction that he had with the Young Bucks and Cole in Ring of Honor. You'd assume, maybe incorrectly, but you'd assume that Sami Zayn's contract would be up around the same time because they both came along at the same time, relatively, didn't they? Obviously, you don't know how yeah. things are looking for Champa and Gargano um, on, on NXT, but they're not 6-1 plus, and they're both a little older. So, uh, you know, who knows with NXT going forward? Even someone like, and I, I assume Finn's probably signed a contra- another contract more recently to keep him there a bit longer, but someone like Bala, who's got experience on the Indies in Japan, who, you know, that's where he that's where he learned his trade with Japan. Yeah. You've got to be looking at a company like AEW with the freedom that you could potentially have 
and thinking, fucking counting down the days. Yeah. Counting Have down always... the days. Hey, did you did you read his comments he said, I think, in an interview no. about a week or so ago? No. Um, he basically said, uh, I don't need WWE and mm-hmm. WWE doesn't need me. That. Like, there was more to it what the what he was saying. He went into it, but that's that's an interesting thing to say when you're just going into a title oh, <laughs> uh, feud with someone. Love it, love it all. If um, if, uh, if you all could pick one guy who's in WWE right now, who's the next big debut, you know, to Adam Cole, Daniel Bryanson style fanfare, who you who you who you plucking from WWE? Just for like storyline potential, what would what would get you going now? I'll tell you mine. Who's yours? And it's kind of it's kind of obvious, and I don't know whether I know they've they've said they won't get another um, leader, but but Bray Wyatt uh, in the Dark Order would be it would uh, he he'd do things with that group, mm. but I would love to see uh, and they Bray are, in some fashion. They are in need of some leadership at the moment because they uh, they're not getting on. They are not getting on. Maybe that's it, in it. Mm, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Brody would give his blessing, as sure wouldn't he? Uh, for for Bray to take that group, you know what I mean. As as we approach the spooky season, yeah, yeah. Um, do you know? Do you know who I'd love? Carmella. Shut your Shinsuke. shut your dirty mouth, Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, the things we could see. The things Dude. we could see. Nakamura defending the IWGP US belt on the main event of Rampage. Oof. Against. Yes. Against. Oh, geez. Who? Against. Everyone. All of them. Everyone. Against Adam Cole. Fucking savagery that would go on in that bring, ring. You got to bring Boogs for the ride then. Oh, 100%. 100% Boogs. Love Boogs. That's, that, that's, that's, that's something that is obviously going to get broken up soon because we love it so much. Yeah, too right. Um, absolutely, uh, Johnny. Johnny, who would you have in AE Dub? I'm gonna go a bit left field. <laughs> I think it's too easy to say. I think we mentioned Kevin Owens. That would be fantastic. Yeah. But we know that he's going, um, so he doesn't count. We know he's going. Yeah, I'd like to see Bobby Roode. Good shout. Because I, shout. I was in, I was into like when he went solo in TNA. Mm-hmm. And he had his, his world title run. I, I like that, and I like that when he was in NXT. Yeah. Uh, and then when we lost, like oh the the glorious uh, phase, you know, yeah, that lost it. But yeah, I want I want to see that kind of Bobby Roode back. Yeah, I'd love that. Bobby Roode's a good shout, a good hand, as they say. Yeah, I tell you what though, I will I will have one small amendum. The thing that would make me pop the most. In terms of a, a debut, the thing that would make me lose my goddamn mind is if it was it was not Shinsuke, not Bobby Roode, not Bray, it's not Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn, but if you got tensions within the elite, and then all of a sudden you got Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and Roderick mm-hmm. Strong. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> oh, there'd be semis everywhere. So ten- tensions in the elite. They're not treating Gallows and Anderson well. You know they keep calling the Young Bucks the best tag team of all time, even though 
uh, Gallows and Anderson have belts. Uh, and then, you know, Kenny Omega slaps them both in the face, kind of makes them feel demeaned and all that. And then and then they say, no, we answer to, uh, we answer to a new guy now. And then it's AJ Styles. Oh. I'd, I'd love... As we love today, AJ gets his old theme back. Mm-hmm. TNA theme, that's just, that was lit. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be sick. Although I just, I can't see AJ. Surely he's... A bit too late in the day. Surely he's like content and safe now, isn't he? With his age and stuff. I think stuff. he's set. Yeah. He's all set, I think he's set. I mean... they give him trash stories. If, if Adam Cole and the Young Bucks turn on... Um, do turn on Kenny. Who better mm-hmm. to come to Kenny's aid than his former best friend from New Japan? Kota. Oh, another run for the Golden Lovers. That'd be all right. Get the Golden Lovers back right together. Oh, my God. They put on a show with those two. Jesus. Ooh. Or would they? Jesus. All right. We should wrap so this up. Much, so much fantasy booking going on. So much. Right. We did it. We became all elite. Finally. Um. So. One sec. Um, yeah. So uh, I think with, uh, was it full gear coming up in November? Yeah, I think we'll we'll add that to our uh, a little predictions calendar, and uh, we'll see about getting Wes and Marley in for that uh, too, so they can tell us how amateur we sound when we're reviewing all elite yep. wrestling. Hey, hey, have you heard about this amazing new wrestling TV show that we've discovered? It's called <laughs> All Elite Wrestle, and it's fantastic. There's loads of really good wrestlers that do the wrestling really well. You might not have heard of it, but you should definitely watch it. We've uh, we've just discovered it. It's really good. It's not bad. It's got it's got it's got some guys with some good potential. Yes. Some 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 hungry good hungry young guys. Yes. The 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 stories aren't all that great. Um it's not as big um or as fantastic as say WWE, but um but they're trying. They have the wrong call. You you want Michael over Adam, oh, yeah. let's be honest. Yeah, true. Um cuz let's face it, you can only have one person with a certain surname on every show. Because um, then the people get confused. They get confused. So we've got the best wrestler in the world that we're going to move up, but we'll just make him a manager instead and yeah. change his name. Fucking... Carrying Cross and Nikki Cross would have been too much for my brain to figure out. Oh my God. So I didn't even think of that. That's why they did it, innit? Yep. That's why they did That's it. They did it. Oh my God. I was having trouble saying Matt Riddle. I'm I'm glad they they just do Riddle now, so I can say less words and save time. Thank you WWE for all you do for us. Thank you for forcing us to cancel our peacocks and change the channel. Oh, I've I've saved a tenner a month, so yeah. Right, catch us on Twitter and Instagram at the underscore cheap underscore pop. We're on uh, Apple, Spotify, Google, and many other platforms, including. Luminary, uh, God, there's a bunch of them. Um, our bloody distribution site is really, really good to us. That must be why we're getting all the the, the likes and whatnot in Denver, Colorado. But 
Uh, if you've not yet rated us, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Uh, that'll obviously let the algorithms be kind to us and move us up the leaderboard. We're approaching 5,000, 5,000 all-time downloads. 5,000. So I don't know if that's good at this point. Feels kind of good. I've never done 5,000 of anything. So it's an achievement no. for me. Not without the use of your right hand anyway. Oh, um, cheeky, <laughs> cheeky, cheeky little wank joke for the end of the podcast. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. I think there's no, there's no better place to finish. Hey. Oh, hey. Hey.